Hi folks, this is Stephen Strom once again here with you for another episode of Fan with the Fanwide Podcast. I think it's episode 16, as we have gone over in previous issues, episodes. I don't know if there's another good word for episode besides episode. Anyway, other installments, that's a word. Uh, as we've gone over in previous installments, I don't remember what episode this is. So... I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way. We are short a team once again this week. Uh, Nikki is still out on uh, Australian vacation, um, helping National Lampoon film their next crazy adventure. You know how it goes. And we are slightly... uh, I was able to... Merritt is around, but uh, we do not trust her internet connection uh after last week to do an entire full episode so i thought i would just do another quick check-in because there's not really a lot to talk about this week anyway um there's not a lot of uh huge news that i can think of off the top of my head we've all just kind of been sitting around working trying to get ready for various games that are coming out various games that have come out i've written a little bit about rage 2 for the site we don't have a review up yet unfortunately because we did not get a review code until very late in the game um not until like less than 48 hours before the thing came out in stores to purchase uh but i played a tiny little bit of that rage 2 is I was going to say interesting because that's just a, like a vocal tick. That's just something that I lean on. Uh, but it's actually the exact opposite of what I mean. Rage 2 is not very interesting. Rage 2 is probably... Mm, I was going to say polished. It's not even that polished in a lot of spots. It is okay. I don't hate it, actually. Like I, I'm, I'm talking about it like uh, it's like I really, really don't like it. And it's actually totally fine. It's just... It feels kind of thrown together. Or not even... Hmm... Yeah, this, this is what happens when I don't have co-hosts to keep me on the straight and narrow. I don't know how to talk. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of there. It's just another one of those, it's like the fifth or sixth fucking AAA first-person post-apocalyptic shooter that's come out in 2009, goddamn teen. And it's just another one of those. It, it, they have went really hard on the marketing for this game to try and make it sound like the kind of thing that was going to be like a very wacky, wild fun time they got andrew wk up there on that stage talking about stuff doing the things that he does and that feels having played the game to me very much like a last ditch effort was made to try and like sell that thing as something that it was not to get people to care about it because there was nothing else to hinge that game on and even it even makes me wonder if that was like kind of a decision that was made late in the development of that game like if it was decided that that game was going to be more of a wild and wacky kind of experience because it does not really feel like the wild and wackiness uh, exists in that game in a very meaningful way there are like weird powers and abilities it's like set on a post-apocalyptic or if after an asteroid has hit the planet, destroyed everything. Uh, the first rage was very dour. It was very like they had John Goodman in that motherfucker um, talking about I don't know something. Uh, and yeah, it's just you can kind of see like oh there's the, there's like the bad guys uh, like have mohawks like they've got punk hairstyles or whatever you know they're they're doing their best like little I mean this is from Avalanche Studios the or Avalanche Entertainment, I forget what which one, there's two Avalanches, there was two Avalanches, um, one was a Disney company, 
Um, this is from Avalanche, the people who made Just Cause, uh, and who also made a Mad Max game that was also not very good that I reviewed years ago. Um, that was had some interesting ideas, but was also just very bland and boring. Um, and that's also kind of what I've been hearing about. That's what I heard. I didn't play Just Cause 4, but I've heard Just Cause 4 was also just a very samey kind of open world game. Just Cause 3 was more of the same of what we saw in Just Cause 2. And Just Cause 2 was very cool, but Just Cause 2 was a long time ago. And I just feel like this is a studio, maybe, I, I don't want to cast dispersions on the entire studio, but, like, based on their previous output, the previous output of Avalanche has just been extremely, like, me too, like, we did another one of those kind of things, um, like, I want to do this too kind of game um, set in open worlds, generally, like, they're functional, they're fine, but... Uh, I don't know. There's just they're lacking like this kind of sort of spark of life um, in this kind of interesting way that you would like and hope for, uh, and that I feel like other open world games. Uh, I think there's kind of a market for that. Like there have been like open world games have kind of tried to spread their wings a little bit in recent years. Uh, like even this year, like Far Cry New Dawn kind of did some of this stuff, but also was not particularly good because I think they just keep hedging their bets in a certain way. And I think back to like Saints Row the Third coming out, and it was such a like such a positive but surreal game where it was like the joke was that like everybody like you were this kind of weird Fast and the Furious crew that was all like all really cared about each other and like had a lot of weird fun and got up to hijinks and shenanigans to each other. Whereas Rage Two just feels mean and gross and the uh here's the joke is somebody got their head bit off and isn't that wacky and funny because they got their head bit off by a big monster isn't that over the top for, enough for you and oh my god that just brings me to the writing which is maybe some of the worst writing i have heard in a video game ever the way i described it on uh at our, one of our staff meetings here the other day was that it feels like the um script descriptions of characters were just like spoken out loud like like they put the wrote down somebody wrote down an outline of what a character was like should look like and then they never wrote any actual dialogue for that so they had to do with the best that they could and just like read it off of the page so it's like literally early on a character just described as like this is like the full sentence like a grizzled tough old war horse with a bad attitude like that kind of thing like literally characters saying that stuff out loud and it's just it's very much a game that is like constantly trying to tell you how wild or wacky or weird or interesting it is and never actually like giving you interesting things to do because what you do is you go from bandit camp to bandit camp with a assault rifle and a shotgun and a pistol and a car and you shoot stuff and then it dies and you have some powers but it's very very bland sort of light powers that don't really fit in with the rest of your gunplay very well the gunplay i will say is actually pretty good i do i like the feeling of it but it actually feels good enough and uh easy enough oh and the also, on normal difficulty, the game is extremely easy. That I uh, I just feel like I never have to use any of those powers for any meaningful purpose. Like, there's a force push that knocks armor off of enemies, but you can just pop overdrive, which is just your uh, this, like, raw buff that makes you uh, shoot better and heal. Uh, like, regenerate health. And, yeah, then that's just kind of the whole game so far, anyway. Uh, maybe something uh, ends up opening up over time, but it's just, yeah. It just feels extremely samey. Uh, it feels like a, yeah, like a game that was maybe, like, going in a different direction and then realized that that couldn't just do that direction, so tried to go into another direction, but at the same time that a bunch of other games are also going trying to do that exact same pivot. You know, with Far Cry New Dawn trying to be a little bit wackier, with Borderlands 3 coming out later this year. Um, not that I think either of those look particularly good but 
Rage 2 uh, just feels like it's even more in the middle uh, than those two. But anyway, I've been playing that. Uh, I've played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV. That's kind of been the crux of my time lately. I'm going through a bunch of the uh, uh, endgame stuff and uh, endgame story stuff for that as I prepare for the release of Shadowbringers. I am hooked on Final Fantasy XIV in a way that I have not been hooked on an MMO in a good minute or so, and that has been extremely fun and extremely just like a good uh, end of day, relax, sit in this, uh, do some raids. I, I've really enjoyed, th this is one thing, uh, I've played Final Fantasy fourteen off and on for years, but I've only ever done really uh, just normal questing and story modes and regular dungeons. I never did any of the raids because it just intimidated me so much, and I really, really... I finally got around to it. Finally, I read something somewhere where somebody said, hey, the, for as much as the the term raid or al the phrase alliance raid might intimidate you, the content is actually incredibly doable. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't want to let anybody down. That was always what I was afraid of, was like letting my team down, letting strangers down, although the Final Fantasy XIV community has always been extremely nice. Um... Yeah, uh, I finally got around to getting into there and found out, yeah, it is actually totally doable, and I love the way that they split up the raids. It's traditional raid encounters like a Destiny or like a, a, a World of Warcraft. That's the one I couldn't remember for some goddamn reason. Um, it's like those where it's like there, it's room after room of like incredibly complex puzzles and whatnot. But the thing that Final Fantasy XIV really does that I'm really enjoying is that it splits all those rooms up into their own instance queues, and you know you can knock out like part one. You know, there's a twelve part raid where you you fight through Alexander, the old Final Fantasy summon that's like a giant robot man. You fight through him, and it's twelve parts long, but each individual part is only like ultimately. 10 to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, if you don't wipe, and then you move on and go on to the next one, and if you don't, you know, if you don't succeed or whatever, you can, or if you don't want to play through the the old stuff from before, you don't have to, and if uh, you do succeed, you just move on. It's very cool. I like that a lot. The story's been really good. Stor that Stormblood story, that st the previous expansion, Stormblood, is all about, like, colonialism and, like, a country that has been occupied by a literal empire. It's under the boot heel of imperialism. It gets very dark. Uh, but it is very brutal and honest in a way that I actually really appreciate. It's not something I necessarily expected from a Final Fantasy game. Uh, and the post-launch, uh, post-Stormblood launch story expansions that they have added, which I delved into a little bit on the stream earlier this week and also did a little bit of this morning, uh, have been continuing down that road and are continuing to be extremely brutal and extremely honest and extremely interesting. I'm really liking it. Uh, so I'm very excited about Shadowbringer. Shadowbringer seems like it's maybe bringing things back to a more... Hey, fight some, fight some bad guys, fight some monsters, fight some stuff. Like, no, not really so morally gray or whatever. But you know what? We had, like, two years of that with Stormblood. Two, three years or something. I can't even remember how long ago it was when Stormblood came out. And that stuff will always still be in there. Uh, so maybe it's, you know, maybe it's good to have a little bit of a break after that, too. So it's not just completely dire all the time. Anyway. Uh, I think that's probably going to do it for me. I'm going to uh, log off. Hopefully we will have uh, someone else back in the studio here with me uh, to record a real-ass podcast, not just these little check-ins. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, you, the listener, you, you dedicated folks out there, had something in your feed, something to look forward to every week, even if it is very short. Even, you know, if I can't uh, be here with Merritt and Nikki, uh, you know, I wanted to say hi and make sure that, uh, you know, 
you didn't subscribe for nothing. Speaking of which, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Steven Strom, S-T-V-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. You can follow Merit at Merit K on Twitter. You can follow Nikki at... Oh, shit. One of these days I'm going to remember his Twitter handle off the top of my head. I do not. I'm sorry, Nikki. Uh, he will be fine. He's in Australia on vacation, having a very good time right now. Uh, follow Fan by Media at Fan by Media on Twitter. That's always good because uh, that's where we put all of our funny, goofy, ridiculous tweets. Anyway, uh, go check out the Gamers Creed or whatever. <laughs> what a horrible fucking thing. Uh, and while I've got you here, let me just thank you one more time for one more thing, and that is to say thanks for the knowledge.